Victor and Lois are siblings who were both diagnosed with generalised anxiety disorder. Lois lives and works in London and Hector is a student living in Vienna. In their weekly podcast, Anxiety Calling, they'll be talking about different aspects of living with generalised anxiety disorder and how they get by in day-to-day life. Welcome to episode 21 of Anxiety Calling. I'm Hector. And I'm Lois. And today we're going to be talking about superstitions. Yeah, in connection with anxiety, because I think somehow, for me, I think I become more superstitious at times when I'm more, when my anxiety is more active, I'm more superstitious about things, Mm. I think. I mean, I'm not, in general, I think I used to be, as a child, I was much more superstitious and uh, so, so many sort of, not only in the sense of, of traditional superstition of, of, you know, I don't know what you'd call it, but like things that most people are superstitious, like black cats and ladders and... Uh, ladders? La- walking under ladders, you know, not that kind of stuff. I don't, I wasn't superstitious about like sort of unlucky things. I just want my, my own sort of superstitions. Like if I had a really good day or if, if something good happened, and I'd done something in a particular way that day, mm-hmm. then I'd do it again like that because it sort of felt like that had an influence. I mean, now I'm I'm very, I try not to be at all superstitious because I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> but um, when I'm very anxious, then I can become superstitious, I think. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um... I mean, obviously it does. I think it's also... I mean, are you superstitious? Um, about some things? Honestly, Do you have I'm any not... lucky charms or... Let me think. Really? Um, but I used to be very... like I, it's, it's one of those things where I feel like... Um, and I think that there's a lot of things that are sort of ingrained in me. Like you said, like those general like superstitions a lot of people have. So I just like... I was thinking about all day today because, you know, because I knew we were going to be talking about superstitions tonight. And I was thinking like... Why is it just completely normalized that we teach children these ridiculous things like, for instance, um, oh, if you break a mirror, you're going to have seven years bad luck. Have you any idea how many years of my life I spent worrying about the, the, the repercussions of breaking a mirror? You know, it's so, and like, oh, and yeah, I, um, well, I, don't, I don't know where that comes from. I have no idea where that comes from, but I feel like it's, there's no scientific evidence to back that up, right? But as a child, that was like the most terrifying thing to me was breaking a mirror because it was like, that means seven years of my life are going to be shit. And then of course, you so let's say you break a mirror and then you're worried about that. And then like anything that goes wrong in the years to come, you kind of like put down to the mirror breaking, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, so, no, I, I know this. Yeah, so yes, yeah, so as a child, I was obviously much more superstitious, but also, yeah, like you said, because these things are told to, to people but then there's you like they're actually fact like it's just a real fact and it's just not a real fact at all you mm. know but then what confused me was that so i mean it's not only in british culture that breaking mirror brings bad luck in other cultures as well but in germany for example breaking glass is they say it's lucky mm. and so that confused me because i thought how can how can it be you know, lucky in one country and not in another. Mm, exactly. Or for instance, like, oh, like you know, in Germany as well, there's the thing of like, you're not supposed to say happy birthday to someone before their birthday, right? And people mm. would get like genuinely upset with me if I did that by mistake, you know, because I, I thought it would be rude not to say like, if I knew their birthday was coming up, but I knew that I wasn't going to be able to actually say happy birthday to them or you know, personally, then I'd be like, happy birthday by the way and they'd like be genuinely upset with me and then that was kind of like um because <laughs> like at the same time like I know that there is no that it doesn't make sense and that it isn't real but at the same time what if it is and then I may might have caused like complete doom in a birthday I think about that too sometimes exactly it's like but what if I am wrong because like yes there is no scientific evidence that this is a thing but what if it is a thing. It's like with religion, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people, they'll get their kids baptized and stuff. Like just in case, 
you know, because like can't harm this. Cause I actually mm. literally had this conversation with somebody. Cause I was like, um, yeah, you know, I too. I, I'm not baptized. None of us are I mean, on, in the family. Like, I mean, our parents were obviously, but they didn't have us baptized. Right. So we, and we weren't really brought up in a particularly religious way or anything. So for me personally, I mean, I don't have any plans to have children, but if I did, then I think that I wouldn't want to have them baptized because I don't really see the point, you know? I mean, mm. I'm, I've been doing fine and I wouldn't really want to impose religion on a child. That's just my personal thing. Like everyone has to do what they think, you know, is right. But like, I personally wouldn't want to impose my, any kind of belief on my child. So I was talking about this with somebody and then they were like, oh, well, they don't believe in any of that sh- stuff, but they would have their child baptized. I was like, but why? And then they were like, well, because just in case, you know, I mean, like, it's not harming them to do it, is it? Um, and I was like, well, it's also not harming them not to do it. And I was like, yeah, but what if it is? What if it is true that babies don't come into heaven if they die before they're baptized? Um, you might as well do them that favor. <laughs> and yeah, it was kind of, it was, I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, the it's an argument, I suppose, but um that was, yeah, that's one of those things where on the flip side, like if I do say happy birthday to someone before their birthday in Germany and um, they don't like it, I then also worry like, oh my God, if they die before their birthday now, it's going to be my fault. Mm. You know, and I'm not sure if that's what the worry is. I don't know where, why, what, what the worry is at all, but yeah, that's the thing. But also I have it kind of on the, for lucky things, you know, there are things that like bring luck. Like in England, if you see a magpie, you say. I still do that actually. Yeah, me too. I still don't, because like the, our parents taught us that. Like in Germany, you don't do that. And my German friends were always completely baffled that I kept saying hello to birds. But mm. we were brought up to like say good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, or good night, magpie, whenever we saw a magpie at whatever time of day. Um, but I feel like this is literally just a thing here. <laughs> I've never met anyone from any other country that does that. But if I forget to, or if I don't get to, or if someone else I'm with, so if I'm with one of you and you see a magpie and you, you say, you know, good morning, whatever, and I don't see it, then I'm worried like I'm missing out on luck. Mm. I was thinking about was that I think there are some sort of crossovers between um, obsessions and superstitions. Um, So for example, for me, it was like that when I was very anxious or when I was having a lot of panic, for example, I would, um, if I was to travel, then I'd have to have this, this CBT book with me in case I had a panic attack and I for- if I forgot the book then I became completely obsessed with 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 that mm. um things like that I think when I used to when I was working abroad a lot and then I'd be I'd get really quite superstitious especially when I was working on the trains and some of the work was slightly dangerous um then I would suddenly I would become quite a I'd become much more superstitious if I was in a potentially dangerous situation where my catastrophizing brain would suddenly start, um, well, seeing these ways that I would probably, you know, could possibly, because they're like three ways you, when I was working on the trains and I had to couple carriages together, there's, it, for my mind, there's several potential ways you can die. You can be squashed to death. You can be electrocuted. <laughs> the air pressure thing can, um, the pressure pipe can explode and just bash your brains in. Or you could just slip off and fall and get run over. I don't know. But um, this is all very unlikely. It doesn't happen very often. And thank God it never happened to me. Why would I even say that? Thank God. You know, it's not thanks to God. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So it's why when we were talking on it, I was like, well, does religion count as superstition or not? Uh, I think it does. Yeah. I mean, some might call it superstition. But I mean, of course, there are elements of of. of religion have a sort of superstitious side that you you have to do particular things to get particular uh results um but um yeah it's kind of like it's a belief right it's a belief and and people believe in superstitions as well so it's kind of like it's it's a typical i think a lot of people would be upset if you did say it was a superstition but some of the mannerisms are quite similar like from an outsider's perspective um yeah i mean it's like the cause and effect um aspect of it but yeah like i said when i was in potentially dangerous or when i am still in potentially dangerous situations but not likely dangerous i do notice i become much more superstitious and much more aware of sort of small 
um, things like um, could be numbers. You know, I, I mean, I'm not superstitious about thirteenth, about thirteen, but somehow, if I had to travel or if I had to do any of this dangerous work and it was the thirteenth, and I just, it's really silly, but I would be kind of glad when the you know, past midnight and it'd be the 14th, which is ridiculous. Because if you just go to a different calendar, it wouldn't be the 14th anymore, it'd be a different day. That's funny. I didn't know that you had that. Because like I know that the 13th has always been like this thing. And like and like we, as we talked about earlier, some planes don't even have a 13th row. It was just an example. Yeah, yeah, you told me. Yeah. I mean it was just an example. Um it was an example because if you think about it, only like the whole plane thing, like mm. the 14th row is actually the 13th row just with a different name. So it doesn't yeah. make any difference actually. In that sense, no, but um, exactly. Like, so, it's like- so, so yeah. But for me, the thing is, somehow, when I'm more anxious by something else, so be it having to work on the train and um, do a pati- a more dangerous task, that my anxiety starts to cause me to be more superstitious. So when I'm very calm and and collected, I'm probably the least superstitious person I know, and I and I'm and I can um. Uh, Hmm. I can go through the whole theory and 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 think about why it doesn't make any sense to be superstitious mm. about anything. But as soon as I'm, my mind is 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 weakened by anxiety, I start to have really quite stupid superstitions. Like I had, I had a I had a key which I uh, sort of um, I had a button with a silver button which I always had with me when I was working on the trains. Then it broke, and I thought, oh fuck, you know, I'm probably gonna be run over or something. It's really silly, but um. This is why I never have lucky charms. I lose stuff all the time and things break around me all the time. So I don't like have anything that's cons- that I would consider lucky, to be honest. Mm. Not yeah. really. I used to have lucky pennies. All- I mean, because ah, it's another thing. Lucky pennies, you know? Like, people get upset with me for picking money off of the floor. <laughs> mm. Like, it's a lucky penny. It's going to bring me luck, you know? I'm way more superstitious about lucky things than, like, unlucky things. So, like, unlucky things, I'm kind of like, you know... It's kind. Of, it's you know. It's what's like. I, I mostly I'm just like it's silly. It's silly. Silliness. But with things that might bring me luck, I'm like ah, oh, obsessively like please bring me luck. You know, like four leaf clovers, uh, magpies, little coins on the floor. Like every time I don't pick one up, I'm like ah, oh, damn it, Lois. This would have been the one. This would have been the one that got you know actually gave you luck. Um. So anything that could potentially bring me luck, I'm always like obsessive about and like do really want. And, and, you know, and I can't just let it go because I'm like, I don't, I don't have enough serotonin, you know, I need to need anything that can give me a little leg up is a great thing to me. Mm. Um, but so I like, and I really want to believe in them. Um, but I'm not sure if I have any stories that would like actually corroborate any of, you know, <laughs> they're like, I mean, oh, I found a 40 clover and then something great happened. Like, has that ever happened exactly? Me? I mean, well, the thing is, Okay, so the older I get, the less superstitious and the less spiritual I am somehow, which is maybe a bit sad, but um, I don't know, I think maybe it would make life easier if I was more spiritual, but I'm not. I don't think it would, Hector. Well, there's just things that happened that just really destroyed my spirituality, but um, maybe, you know, (laughs) it's it's true, though. You know, you see particularly forms of, of violence or bad human behavior you just it's very find it very hard to believe in in the greater good of the universe you know mm-hmm. um i just you just start to believe that it's quite arbitrary and, and um random. and random and um yeah and so i mean despite the fact that i don't I, i'm i put a lot of effort into being less superstitious and and seeing um how should i say not seeing a you know greater connection between you know everything that's happening and i'm sure everything's connected in a physical sense and in a quantum physical sense maybe even but um in a quantum mechanical sense that's what i meant but um so in general i don't believe in in this but there are weird connections and coincidences which sometimes sort of throw me slightly off track and i and I think to myself, you know, how coincidental are these things that happen? Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Sometimes, like, coincidence kind of, like, heap up and you're like, this must mean something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> or I, mean, what I have sometimes done, what I have sometimes have done, just to, I have tested 
you know, the heavens or whatever you want to call it by just saying, you know, um, give me a sign. I should do this or that or in this connection. And a sign never did come. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm trying to think if there ever was like something where it was like, like a, like a massive. Okay. Okay. Here's a fun one. Here's a fun one. This was good. This was a positive. This was a positive story. Here's what happened. I was uh, at school still and I would walk by this shop that I really liked but I could never afford anything from the shop and there was this coat in the window and I wanted this coat so bad but it cost 150 euros right and I couldn't really afford that I was earning seven euros an hour I wouldn't I couldn't really I couldn't justify buying the coat you know what I mean like I was very I was I've always been very conscious about like what can I just I mean sometimes it's a bit of a handicap because then I'm kind of like or it's a bit of like it's a bit of a um downer sometimes because then I, I sometimes don't get myself stuff that I want to get myself even though I deserve it um because I feel like I have to justify everything but anyway at the time I really didn't feel like I could I could justify it um mm-hmm. because it was 150 euros but then a couple of days later I'm walking down the street and I found 140 euros on the floor not in a wallet, just like lying strewn across the floor no way of me knowing who it could belong to nobody around claiming it And that was like, to me, this clear sign of like, you deserve that coat, take this money plus an extra 10 from your actual wages and get yourself, it was basically the coat cost me 10 euros at the end of the day because I found 140. Mm. And that was just like, to me, that was a clear sign or I took it as a clear sign that I should get that coat because I was thinking about it all the time. I wanted this coat. I really, really wanted it, but I really didn't feel like I could. I'd already gone into the shop and tried it on and loved it. But I do. I just couldn't afford it at the time because I was, you know, I was a teenager working seven, you know, for seven euros an hour, once a week. Mm. So that was like a, that was a fun one. That was like a, for me, that was like a clear sign, you know, that I should get it. Yeah. Yeah. But probably just in the grand scheme of things, probably a coincidence. I mean, we were talking a couple of days ago about this um, Netflix documentary about the Lisa Lam thing. Oh, yeah. Which is an extremely brutal version uh, of, 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 you know, weird connections and coincidences and stuff. I mean, I was thinking maybe if you look hard enough, you'll find some, you'll find a, a connection or, or some or coincidences in every aspect of your life, whether it be numbers or, or somehow um, things that um, if you interpret them in a particular way will seem like um a sort of connection or meaning or, or, or something like that. Um, I don't know. I'm, I think, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not very superstitious about lots of things, but there are sort of weird there are little moments where I think to myself, okay, that's, that's a bit funny. Mm. I do. I do honestly think that there are some things that just can't really be explained at this time with like logic or science or whatever. Like sometimes there are just things in like, even like professionals and scientists and doctors and whatever are kind of like, oh, you know, it beats me. I can't explain this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes that happens and I'm sure there is some kind of explanation that we just don't have right now, but there are, I think there are things that just like can't necessarily be explained away right now. And that's okay. For me, that's okay. I think a lot of people have a, a, a really hard time, a real hard time with that. I think I'm in this, I'm not like a complete person who's like, I don't believe in anything and I don't, you know, everyone who is religious or who believes in ghosts, or whatever is a nut job. Like, I don't believe that at all. Like, I wouldn't tell anyone what they should believe or shouldn't believe, obviously. Um, but I feel like I kind of try to stay in the middle of like, I'm open to, you know, other people's opinions or open to ideas. Um, but I don't drive myself crazy with things, you know what I mean? And I also don't just like, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I try not to drive myself crazy with, you know, things that might be unlucky or whatever, you know. Um, well, I had an interesting thought, and um, what it was so about in that context. Okay, I'm just going to say my thought is interesting, even though it's my own. <laughs> you find it interesting, and that's what's important, Hector. Yeah, I found my thought interesting, but my thought was because I was reading about um, I was reading about the brain mm-hmm. and that how reality is created, basically in our mind by yeah, our brain. Exactly. And what we see is not necessarily everything which is there, but what our brain decides to see or is used to seeing or knows or is focused on or whatever. So if reality 
is everything that happens in our brain, then that means that there is a God because... You are God. No, no, no. I mean, that would be cool, but no. But because people believe in God. Oh, yeah. So for those people that... Man, I took it way too far. I'm a megalomaniac. Yeah, Yeah, you took it way too far. No, it's just the fact that for those for which it is a reality, um, it is real. And whether it's God or anything that people believe in, whether it's QAnon, QAnon or whatever it's called. QAnon. QAnon or any deities or any conspiracy theory or any um anything for that person is a reality and that actually um makes it existent if you know what i mean or is yeah within their reality weird? within their reality so now if you see every every single human beings or every being that is capable of uh, reflective thought or thought about existence if every human being if you see every every mind or every brain as uh, an own dimension or as an own yeah as an own dimension like in the sense of parallel dimensions and um then any reality is actually real but only for that individual and um so so yeah that means <laughs> proof of something's existence is um faith probably yeah. does yeah, that sound crazy no that makes i think to me it makes sense but also like i mean from that but that's for some people that's very hard okay so there are some people that like i've had this these conversations multiple times because i'm like hey you know what if someone like is convinced that they have experienced paranormal activity i'm not going to go and tell them that they're wrong because like how am i supposed to well if if they're convinced they have then they have exactly they're convinced for them that was real and so i'm not going to go and shit all over them and tell them that they're nuts right Mm. so (laughs) but some people they can't they can't deal with that they're like no there's no proof that it exists there's scientists blah 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 and they go on and on and on and i've been really wondering like why why do people get so upset by this and why do people who like like vehemently don't believe in stuff why do they get so worked up and i've actually find i think i finally cracked the code what it is is they can't bear all the people that i've known who have who have spoken about it when i finally got to the bottom of why they were so upset <laughs> was they can't bear the thought that something can't be explained yeah i mean i I kind of understand the frustration in that situation because I've had conversations with people about um, about the paranormal or the um, spiritual side of life or the the greater connection to in greater connections in our universe, and I mean, I mean, I I have a hard time for myself believing in 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 things that I I can't somehow prove. To myself and an argument that was often um thrown at me which did annoy me also but um was that i'm not i'm just not there yet <laughs> i'm not oh. <laughs> i'm not i'm not progressed enough to understand the deepness of this thing which is actually a possibility it is a possibility that i'm not capable of understanding a spiritual element which could well be real to our universe but um but that doesn't really bother me that much <laughs> um but I, I can understand the the difficulty um i think for me i don't really care what anyone believes as long as what they believe what in their dimension so if we're looking at each if we saw each human human brain or hu- each human being's philosophy as a as a as an own dimension as an own reality which of course it mm. is but I think for me it's interesting and and doesn't bother me at all and I like hearing about other people's religious or um spiritual or scientific or whatever beliefs as long as it doesn't harm or start um yeah you know, as long as it doesn't harm anyone else's dimension if that's what you want to call it yeah as long as it's not it doesn't harm anyone else and also isn't like i don't like stuff that's exclusive you know to that excludes excludes people like that's something i i find and for me, that's quite that's often the problem with a lot of religions is how how much it excludes and alienates certain people. And that sort of is, I think, yeah. one of my issues often. Well, hello there. This is a public safety announcement to let you folks know that these two are not mental health professionals. 
Any advice or information given in this year podcast is based on their personal experiences and is meant to raise awareness and help end the stigma of mental illness. I want to thank you all for listening. This message was brought to you, as always, by your friend Jill, the disclaimer dude. Whatever religion um, you are a part of, and if that is something that is helping you, then you know obviously that's a good thing. Um, as an entire institution, it's not something that I personally really buy into or want to be a part of. Um, but it, a lot of people find a lot of comfort in it. You know what I mean? Um, one thing that for me was actually a big problem was so we weren't religious, we weren't baptized or anything, but at some point in my childhood, one of our parents, I think it was our dad, sort of explained the concept of God to me, but he didn't explain it in the sense of some people believe this. It was more, he said it as though it was fact, right? Mm. And um, I'm not even sure like what his personal beliefs are, but that's kind of just how he sort of said it to me, but it was also kind of like, I think it was, might've been in an art gallery or something because they took us to art galleries all the time. And in most of most of those old paintings are all religious, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that all these religious scenes or all these Christian religious scenes being depicted. And um, and he kind of like just explained to me what was happening in those pictures as though they were all real life events, right? Mm. As a child, why am I going to question that, you know? And so basically what I took away from these discussions about religion and God was that there is an old man who can see literally everything I do and he's insanely judgmental <laughs> and anything I do that isn't good like anytime I lie anytime I accidentally step on an ant anytime I do anything that isn't good I guess um there's a possibility I'm going to go to hell and I've seen those pictures of hell as a child I saw them they were terrifying right the idea of hell was terrifying. The idea of, um, you know, those like last judgment day pictures where like people are being sent down to hell and having limbs chopped off and stuff like that. So I was terrified by this concept as a child. And so I was just constantly afraid of being in trouble with God. Um, even though we weren't even baptized or anything, I didn't know that I was going to hell either way. You know what I mean? So um, I... That really did really contributed to my anxiety, as it were, just this fear of doing things wrong or being watched all the time. I felt like I was being watched every second of every day. And I was very obsessive about this as a child. Um, and then later I realized, hang on a minute. There was all these, there were all these details that I didn't actually know. And um, there were all these other religions. And um, I didn't, you know. And there's existentialism as well. <laughs> Exactly. And they were, and they are like all these choices that you can make mm. <laughs> for yourself and you don't actually have to believe in anything if you don't want to. Um, and also there is like literally no proof of any of it other than like, you know, anecdotal. So um, that to me was then very freeing when I realized, hang on a minute, first of all, I'm not even baptized. I don't actually literally belong to a single religion at all. Um, and I don't need to like abide by any particular rules. And actually, when you take look at it, most of Christianity is sexist as fuck, as well as homophobic. And um, yeah, it was kind of um, it was it was quite an eye opener for me when I was when I was a bit older. But it like as a child, it was I think quite damaging for me personally because I, with my anxiety brain, took it like very very far. You know. The interesting thing about Christianity and lots of other religions I find is that um, it's oftentimes very free for interpretation yeah. so I mean if you if you if you take a lot of the things that Jesus for example is supposed to have said <laughs> I don't want to sound like a nut but every time I say Jesus I just feel like I'm a nut job already you should just keep calling him baby G like in baby the G Christmas okay. one. anyway so yeah baby G um some of the things he says are actually quite um I mean everyone knows this they're, they're they are 
they are quite they're very progressive and if, yeah. you, if you interpret it in a in a in a in a good way he's a super woke he was a super woke guy you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and it's just how you interpret it and on a philosophical set uh, and in a philosophical level actually if you were to take just some of the things he says you'll find these things in lots of many other religions and you could interpret them in a very progressive kind of way in mm. a very inclusive kind of way and if you just if you were to go by the you know basic human kindness and um what's the thing called where you you're nice to everyone i don't know but you know what i mean yeah <laughs> um that is i think the interpretation point is is like a really big big thing and that's the thing i feel like it's i mean yeah you're right i think a lot of that is true and i think that's true with a lot of religions that you know like the the bare bones of it <laughs> mostly is probably like you know some of it's kind of like common sense things like you know don't murder each other that kind of stuff um but it is often when it becomes like an institution that also makes money um it kind of has been very much um I feel like it's been abused a lot mm. you know um unfortunately and I don't think that was like yeah I think you're right like when you do see stuff that Jesus is supposed to have said it is very is, is very progressive at the time but so much of everything's just been twisted in this way and um and there's a massive abuse of power that goes on a lot of the time and um I like for me I'm almost kind of like as a woman I just can't in good conscience in good you know I just can't like buy into it because I would just be shooting myself in the face you know what I mean um yeah I mean that yeah because of your ideas of what women should be allowed to do and yeah, um, also just the way they're portrayed like the whole Adam and Eve thing is such bollocks it's so annoying everything's just blamed on Eve and I'm just kind of like so then like people get to go around saying your gender or your you know sex is the reason we're not in Eden anymore and it's like what mm. You know, that's really annoying to me. So it's like, for me, it's personally something I just can't really I mean, can't most, get on board with. There's lots of misogyny in in in, uh, in most old religions, if you if you look at it. I mean, I'd be interested to see if I mean, there are there are some there are. I was reading. We had with in university. We did something about. Um, now it's really embarrassing. I don't remember, but there was a. There were certain cults and religions where um, the woman was um, basically the, the the god, as it yeah, were. Yeah, absolutely. Over, there has been, but I feel like so many, and I feel like so many, so many religions have just been like just stomped out by Christianity. You know. Mm, yeah, probably. So many were just like made extinct because of Christianity, and it's sort of a bit sad. I think I don't think that's what Jesus would have wanted. <laughs> no, absolutely. I don't think his idea was everyone has to just do this one thing. Like everything it has to there has to be a, you know a mono what's it called monotheism is that what it's called? Like I don't know the word what means it's just one god and you don't have multiple gods. Like I found a lot of those like old-timey religions where they had like multiple gods extremely fun to be honest. Oh god, yeah, they're lots of fun. They're so much fun. And that like that I think was it, it kind of I don't know they're more like an entertaining story kind of way. I mean, it's, you know, it's exactly. Um, it's not. It's not. It's just as hard to believe in that and worship. I would say for me, it'd be just as hard and and um, it's just the story part is is is, is a lot fun. of fun. Yeah, I'm not saying I would be. You know, I would like sign up for that. Saying like those were like. I think that there is there was a lot that was lost because of it, and I think there's a bit of a shame to be honest. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think, um, I think there are some, you know, there, there are some efforts to kind of make it more, more accepting and progressive. Mm. Um, but it, we're not really there yet. And so for me, it's kind of, I don't think that people who just are religious are like automatically bad or anything. I just think the institution as a whole, isn't really something that I can get on board with really. You no, know? I mean, yeah. And it's good that you don't have to. 
Exactly. Mm. You don't, I mean, nowadays you really don't have to, so it's, it's not a big deal. Oh, but here's a fun, here's, you want to hear a fun spooky story? Yeah, I do. This legit happened to me. I'm not even joking. So <laughs> I was a teenager and I was in Italy and um, with our parents, right? We were staying in this flat, I think. And um, for some reason, I think I was like just kidding around with our two little sisters. And I, it was kind of like the question of like, hey, if you dial 666 in your phone, can you like call the devil? You mm-hmm. know, so like, well, let's find I out. Tried I never tried that. So I dialed 666 on my phone and it started to ring. And so I freaked out and hung up. And then in that second, all of the lights blew in the flat. Really? Not joking. This Should I try it now? happened. I wouldn't recommend it. It was terrifying. And like, okay, I mean, I'm going to try it now. Live on, <laughs> on thing. <laughs> okay, I've dialed 666 now. I'll put it on. I, I put it on loudspeaker so you can hear. See if it rings. Well, anyway, it rang though. When I was in Italy that time, it rang, and then I panicked, obviously, because like, oh my god, like I, you know, I didn't think I was actually calling the devil. I thought, oh shit, I'm calling some kind of hotline or whatever, and they're going to pick up. And what if this is like an emergency number somewhere, you know? Or a sex hotline. Or a, I mean, yeah, or a sex hotline. They're charging me loads of money. So I hung up because I panicked. But like in that second, the the fuse b- blew in the flat and all of the lights went off. And so I was really like, oh my God. Oh, wait, oh my are you God. sure someone didn't do that just for a laugh because they knew that you would? No, them? no, no. My pa- our parents were doing whatever. They didn't even know we were doing this. Otherwise, they would have obviously told us not to because they didn't want us to like accidentally call something and like money to go through my card because, you know, obviously they were paying for it. Um, and my sisters were both there, like next to us. I'm not Are sure you if using the landline? No, I was using my mobile, mobile phone. phone. Okay. And my old, like really old timey, you know, it wasn't a smartphone or anything. It was like one of those really old ones. I dialed, I dialed 666 and it started ringing. So I panicked and hung up and then the lights blew. <laughs> yeah, that is scary. It's really scary. But, you know, at the same time, easily explained away. It was one of those, you know, old flats in um, Italy and the fuses, like, they blow all the time. It might have been because the dishwasher was on. You know, there's, like, so many reasons why the fuse... Some, in some flats, like, the fuse just blows all the time, you know? So that's, you know, it's probably just, like, a coincidence. But, like, so there are moments where I'm kind of like, what if I did, like, fucking summon some kind of demon and I'm being followed around by a demon now for the rest okay, of my life? No, because, yeah. Now we're back like, to superstitions, some- but I had a similar thing. I um, what happened once, but this was also just a coincidence. Because so we had this light in my old flat in Vienna. There was this light that would um, it was constantly exploding. The light bulbs would just constantly explode for whatever reason, and it was the same one all the time. And mm-hmm. but what one of the first times it happened, I um, it was the first time I had just started dating someone. It was the first time um, she came to visit me at, at home. And so we entered the, the flat <laughs> and I turned the light in, which went and the lights went off. And I thought, okay, that's a bad sign. <laughs> or is this a good sign? I don't know, but it certainly is seems it like lucky? a sign. <laughs> but um, then it started happening so often that I just I realized, okay, it's just, you know. To the I best of my knowledge, I think that was the only But the thought was there. The fuse blew in the flat was when I called Dada Start 66. But like I said, most probably just completely coincidental. But it was, the timing was spot on and it was freaky as shit, man. Yeah, that is freaky. Because then we were just like in complete silence. Like, oh my God, what do we do? <laughs> I, got, I was once in, I was once did a work experience thing in, in England. <laughs> And it was, so I was on a farm and I was in this house next, close to the farm. It was the middle of nowhere. I was alone in this house and it was very creepy. And I was scared mm-hmm. the farmer would come and, I don't know. Pitch I don't know. Pitchfork you? Pitchfork me. <laughs> and he had like this, and, and or come to come to get his stash of, of porn, which was extremely inappropriate porn, which he had. What? They had the a stash of porn in your, had, in your thing? I opened like there's this cupboard under the stairs and I opened it, it was just, you know, about one meter pile of porn and i think the magazine was all the same as barely legal so it was girls who were only just turned oh 18. my god it was literally called barely legal it's called barely legal yeah 
Holy shit, that's so gross. Anyway, the point is, I was sitting there. You were was, barely legal at that point. No, I wasn't legal. I was 17. Um, oh, God. Anyway, the point is, I um, what happened there was I was just sitting there and there was a storm outside. <laughs> and I was eating, I was eating Weetos, <laughs> watching the television. And then suddenly the, the fuses blew in the whole house. And I was so scared because I thought what probably happened was that the farmer had just... He just cut the cables cut outside. The power and he's going to come and get he's you. He's coming and pitchfork me. <laughs> and um, I was too scared to try and find the fuses. So what I did was I just, I just sort of crept through the darkness into the house, into my room, locked the door, just went to bed, and waited till the next day came. That was so awful. Yeah, but and not much to do with superstition, but it was. Um, was that what I was wondering? Like, if you believe in like ghosts and stuff, is that being superstitious or is that yeah, being spiritual? Yeah, it is. Well, I think there are you know there are crossovers, but that was also another thing. I mean, that was also to do with superstitions. I mean, that that flat that house was was just constantly making noises at night. Mm. There would be like noises, noises in the in the um, in the attic. I was my room was under the attic, and attic's so fucking creepy anyway. They, they Attics are. and cellars are just like the creepiest places. They are. Uh, so I'm still I live in a flat. I don't have attics or cellars in here. Yeah, but they are. But then, then they're like flats have like big flat blocks of flats have also creepy things like floors that no one knows about that the elevator goes to sometimes by accident. You know, <laughs> just no. saying this, this stuff <laughs> happens. You know, you'll be standing in the elevator, and then suddenly it'll go past the top floor. Or go mm. past the bottom floor, and then you'll think, "What floor is this?" <laughs> there are secret floors. There are buildings with secret floors, Lois. I'm about to move into a flat that doesn't have a third floor for absolutely no reason. Or maybe there is a third floor. Or maybe there's a reason there isn't a third floor. Exactly. That is very concerning. I think anything can be creepy, and like I said, I'm not a superstitious person, but some things just really freak me out, mm. and I can find things scary. I don't know. For example. Sometimes if I wake up in the middle of the night and I hear strange sounds, it can just really freak me out. And I think, you know, that there's actually no reason to be I'm scared. More, like, I'm when I hear weird sounds, I am, like, legit more afraid it's an actual person than, than a ghost. Than a ghost. Yeah, like, okay. I, I would be, be yeah, way more, more comfortable of, with a ghost yeah. than an actual person breaking yeah, into my true. flat, to be fair. I think there have been, I don't know, it's hard to say. Like, I really, when I, I don't know when it comes, like, I don't, I felt like when I was younger, I was much more... I did believe in it a lot more. I kind of felt like I felt like I was experiencing weird things when I was young that I just, but it was like hard. It wasn't really anything particularly tangible that I could really explain. It was more things like, you know, I don't know if you ever had this, but like sometimes I'd lie down in bed and I could swear something jumped on my bed and I assumed it was the cat or a dog um, because we had cats and dogs. Um, but then realized, hang on a minute, no, it isn't the cat, and my door is closed, and then I would look up, and there was nothing there, and I was, like, convinced I'd felt something jump onto me, you know, so that was always, like, something that was, like, did I imagine it, or am I going crazy, or is there, like, a ghost cat jumping onto my bed, um, so it was, like, things that I, little things like that, that when I was younger, I used to, like, really obsess about, and, and I had a hard time sleeping, or I would, like, just get, just get really scared all the time, um and that sort of thing happened a lot in my room and like my sisters didn't like sleeping in the room because they said it was creepy and so then it kind of, kind of became more and more in my head that there was something wrong with my room i was know? sleeping in the cellulose that was much much it was so creepy there yeah Sometimes i don't know it, why you, you did it i don't know why if you were sitting in yeah because i think i was exploring my you know the darkness well so you wanted your own room i just wanted know? my own room i'd take I would, I would live with a ghost to have my own room yeah <laughs> there I, were things, yeah, and... creepy things did happen there. It's like things that would, i'd be sitting on the loo and then suddenly the like there'd be a part there'd be loop paper would be on on a ledge above the loo and then it just fell down on my head yeah i hate that kind of thing and there's there, there that... no reason there's no draft there's no open yeah the window, window. wasn't open it's just things fall down and yeah i didn't like hanging out in the cellar i'm not gonna lie i didn't like it and i never slept alone in that in our parents house like whenever they were away or anything i always had my you know boyfriend come stay with me um I just didn't want to be there alone, just in cases, you know, or in case somebody broke in, you know. I mean, um, there are places that seem to have, that have a creepy. They have a creepy uh, energy to creepy them. Creepy energy. There are there are places that I just felt very, very uncomfortable sleeping in. Yeah, and so know. I think in my bedroom that was sometimes a thing, and also just I don't know. Sometimes it kind of there was one also one time and I don't even know. So here's another one. This is a hard one of me to like figure out what exactly this was. I was lying in bed and suddenly I it was sounded like there was loads and loads of things like running around the floor 
and it just sounded like 50 mice or something or something or it was I don't it just felt like there was something like running running around the room and it was like deafening like I couldn't hear myself it was so loud and then and I just like shouted out like stop and then it stopped immediately and then I was like okay was that some kind of no I wasn't but at the same time we did have mice so it could have literally just been a mouse running around and it was just sounded really loud to me because I was, you know, it was, I was trying to sleep. So it sounded like deafeningly loud because anything. They can be me, really loud. Yeah, when I, when is, I moved to me, Berlin, when I moved I to weird, Berlin first. Yeah. Weird hearing. Like if there's a fan on in the bedroom, it's not even that loud, but for me, it sounds deafening. If there's nothing else, if there's nothing, no other noise, like I don't, white noise doesn't work for me. It, like it sounds really deafening to me and I don't know what the problem is. So it might, it was probably just a mouse because we had mice at the time. Um, so it probably just got into my room and was running, running, running around and it just happened to leave <laughs> or it got a shock when I shouted at it. That's also a possibility, you know? Is that I, what you're saying, Berlin? When, when, I'm, when I'm anxious, my hearing is different than I, anything can sound definitely. It sounds so loud, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, when I, when I first moved to Berlin, I was in a very small apartment on the ground floor in the backyard and there were rats in the floors and in the walls and there oh, was... Geez. There was, and it was a rough, quite a rough area of Berlin, and there were people trying to get into my door because they were either out of their minds or they were completely drunk, and it was a complete nightmare. It was the worst. I just hardly slept there. I was there for half a year. I hardly slept at all because there was either rats running around in the floor or in the walls and scratching in the walls. They were scratch. They would just scratch the walls inside. There'd be like something scratching the walls, yeah. and um. And then there was also be just people trying to walk in the door. And like you, I mean, yes, I was more afraid of people than of of ghosts there because it was the ground floor and people could theoretically. Oh, yeah, in the first first couple of weeks, I didn't even have a, a proper window. <laughs> Anyone could have just. Oh, yeah, in. I remember this. It was awful. God, it was awful. Um, but yes, no, I was more afraid of, of the people than the. But that did have a bad vibe as well. That 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 flat did somehow. There are some um, theories about because like because um, like I what I absolutely do not buy into is the idea that ghosts are just lost souls wandering the earth, trying who didn't have unfinished business and all that stuff. Like I just don't think that that's a thing. I do, I don't think that's a thing to be honest. What about the Bermuda Triangle though? <laughs> Okay, I watched a whole video about that the other day. It's just like, it's like not even, in the grand scheme of things, it's not even that many people have crashed there. Like, mm-hmm. but there is something weird about the magnetism there. So it kind of can fuck with your, with the, with the, with the, with the, with the um, oh, fuck, with the, I think what I heard was there is something, the, the, the mag, there's some kind of like magnetic thing there that kind of can ruin your compass a bit. But other than that, there's no real reason to think there's anything wrong with it. Mm. I think, but there's a cool video I can send it to you. Where it was quite really well explained, actually. Um, so that's, well, sometimes what I do is I like if I'm feeling anxious or worried about stuff and like I'm scared, I will just watch like debunk videos. <laughs> I can help. <laughs> mm. Anyway, but I don't really think that personally. I think that doesn't really think that's the thing. Um, but so what? I, one thing that somebody once, um, one of these people who debunk stuff, like because he was like, oh, he used to go on like these ghost hunts and stuff, because he really, really wanted to believe that ghosts exist, but he hasn't actually personally found any any evidence that they do. But um, one thing I that he said, had time to do that like that. I would love to have time to do stuff like that. It'd be really fun. Mm. Anyway, but there is like a theory which is is uh, what is it called? It's something like called like an energy imprint or something, and it's just that like if something, when things happen that are just like really, really bad in a place. Um, that there's like an energy imprint or something like that. And that just like the energy just feels a bit off to you because of like the harrowing incident that happened there. So it just kind of feels a bit off and you kind of, some people kind of like might feel a bit uneasy there because they just like might be a bit more sensitive than other people, but like, it's just sort of like residual energy or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like the theory, like that I've heard of. And that like, I'm not saying that that's true or anything, but like when I was thinking about, okay, well, if everything's kind of made up of energy anyway, you know, if everything's made up of atoms, which isn't ultimately made up of energy, you know, maybe that's why sometimes people feel weird and uneasy in some places, you know, I don't know. It's possible. Well, I mean, I, I, I think it is, it is possible that there is much more going on around us than what we see or choose to see or whatever. Um, and I think, I think I I actually I really like reading 
conspiracy theories about stuff not because I believe in them but because sometimes it's just really good stories yeah sometimes they're really good stories and sometimes the coincidences that happen because mostly when when something like when when like a conspiracy sort of starts it usually one of the reasons why is because of coincidences you know and that in itself I think is even if it is just coincidences it is interest an interesting story or quite a fun story it's just like a, you know it's I mean just, if you're interested in stories then that that is that is super interesting Absolutely, um, and I, I'm the same way. But that, like is, I, that is that is so. That is the thing. There are conspiracy theories which have. Um, I was I was reading an article which was super interesting about um, about it was it was actually about QAnon because it's, it's QAnon. one of the first QAnon. Sorry, it was one of the first conspiracy theories which where they don't bother to to search for facts. So yeah. most classic conspiracy theories, like the whole moon landing thing, they they, they put a huge amount of effort into finding facts to prove um, their theory, right? Mm. And that is the fun part. And that is also interesting. And, and there is, you know, and that is where the discussion starts. And then it's all about interpretations. But they do actually put a lot of effort into proving their, um, their conspiracy theory. And but this conspiracy theory, which is, you know, quite rampant right now, it's one of the first ones where they don't actually bother to fact check. It's more like a religion in the sense that they just believe something and yeah, this really is how it weird. is but they, they don't have they don't bother to have um good proof or 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 questionable proof and that's that's why some people don't even even really see it as a classic conspiracy theory because to, to make it a conspiracy theory you need more um um potential proof for these things mm. It's also kind of like, and that's the thing, like often conspiracy theories are just like, it's, it's a discussion. It's an ongoing discussion. And I think some, you know, there'll be like a group of people who like discuss this regularly or whatever and like looking into it and stuff. And they're like people who like, you know, are interested or buy into it or whatever. But with QAnon, the weird thing is, is it's almost like they're like followers and they like consider themselves followers and they like wait for the next post by Q and they're like, like obsessed with it. And it's kind of this thing of like, they believe that, like because sometimes he'll say he'll predict things and like sometimes you know they happen and sometimes but most but often they don't and then they always whenever something happens that he predicts is or she is gonna predicts is gonna happen or they I don't know how many people it is um whenever something does sort of like just about make sense or comes true or whatever they like oh my god this, this is amazing but whenever it doesn't they just pretend it didn't happen <laughs> yeah and that's why that's it's just... much more of a cult yeah, it's it's character. it's not really even it's I because I was like trying to figure out why is it called a conspiracy theory? and basically I mean because the things that like they that they believe are just like that they are basically conspiracies that just cannot be proven in any way, mm. um, but the following, like they follow this one entity as it were, mm. and that is the weird thing because like with most conspiracy theories that's not really what it is. It's not one entity that they're no, following and, and, and believing in. Normally with a conspiracy theory, it's like. It is people who have scientific minds up to a point and they try to use science to prove something that they believe. And um, and yeah, I, I, I do find it interesting to read these these different kind of things. I don't really buy into many of them, but what I find what I do find actually is a really interesting thing is if you start to read something someone's saying, you start and then you start thinking, hang on, maybe they're right. You know, they can be quite convincing, and that is that is very fun in a way but of course it's yeah quite easy to be get kind of but get nothing of in. what nothing of what going on says makes any sense no, to that's me. the thing like it's really unappealing to me because i'm kind of like I don't it's not understand. very sexy conspiracy theory no because like because we, we were talking at the beginning we we're talking about the elisa lamb thing because yeah. we, we, of the new documentary on netflix. netflix and i had known about that case ages ago when i was like um because like when the very like ages and ages and ages ago i remember hearing about it and watching all these videos and thinking, okay, yeah, there's like clearly something really weird here. Um, but then when I watched the, I, before I watched the documentary, I'd seen a video that had kind of like explained things a lot clearer. And then I was like, okay, well, yeah, no, that makes actually perfect sense. And then when, when the, when the Netflix documentary came out, it kind of like confirmed it all again. Um, where was I going? Fuck. But know. yeah, that's like a, that was this whole conspiracy theory, and like at the time when it was like very ages ago when I first heard about it, like it was something that gave me nightmares. <laughs> like I like 
I was like thinking about it all the time and I was like really concerned about or like worried that it would never like be solved and like now that they have come to a conclusion I'm feel uh, quite relieved to be honest but it everything sort of makes sense now to me but at the time but because of all of the weird coincidences in it it was so weird and like you didn't even have to be like a weird conspiracy theorist to think it was weird you know what I mean yeah no I mean that that was that that okay that wasn't even yeah I mean some parts of it were sort of did go in a conspiracy direction that was more like a a, a huge attempt of many many people to sort of solve a, a terrible crime that, that yeah. might have happened yeah but like the conspiracy was more like there was like that maybe the Cecil Hotel was involved um, in it was hiding something or the police was hiding something or like yeah, there yeah. was some like hidden murderer or whatever um or that that poor metal singer was actually the murder like all this stuff um like there was like there was this idea that there was a conspiracy behind it you know people were kind of thinking that but yeah mostly it was online you know sleuths like detectives <laughs> online detectives stuff trying to like figure out what has happened but it is interesting that you can i mean you can get obsessed with these things and there have of course been situations where things were you didn't weren't found out until until later. I mean, like lots of these whistleblower cases were actually, um, I mean, like about the the recent ones, um, blew up things which people had been um, thinking about beforehand. You know, that as a possibility, like the whole Edward Snowden thing. People were there were people who had been you know, saying it is possible that the governments are watching us all the time, mm. you know, and that was a conspiracy theory, which was basically proven. Yeah, I um, think that there are, there are every, every once in a while, a conspiracy theory does actually wind up being true. Like sometime okay. later, it's like, oh, they were right. Um, and then once, you they're know, just really good stories. Mostly they're really good stories. And like sometimes, but sometimes they just go a little bit too far. Like for instance, like the yeah. lizard people thing. Have you ever looked into the lizard people? No, thing? I want, I'm going to check out the lizard people thing. You should I, totally check out the whole lizard, lizard people conspiracy theory. It's, it's gonna be, yeah, it sounds like a fun one. I mean, some of them one. are just really weird. And, and Or the um, flat earthers is also quite a fun one. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I wonder if people do it in to start, start a conspiracy theory, not because they really believe in it, because but just because it's fun to sort of spread something like yeah, that. Yeah, sometimes I wonder about that too. Like, who like first started this and thought that, and then it kind of like, did maybe somebody just do like a joke video of Elvis oh. with like lizard eyes, and then <laughs> it blew up into this whole thing, and now there's like more and more videos of grainy footage of like royal family members or like celebrities with like lizard eyes, um, or shape shifting and all that jazz. And, and now it's like, what? Can they climb up walls? They don't have video footage of that. All they have is very grainy footage of like a celebrity's eyes closing sideways oh or their God, face I've... like morphing. Okay, now I know I'm going to check out. Oh, you should totally. There's to like bed. loads of there's some really fun stuff out there. Okay. Um, and it's like the people who wear the tin hats and everything. Like It's all mm. like then pretty much in the same, same category. And um, the flat earthers are also a good one. Oh, goodness. I'm not sure that actually counts. Does that count as superstition? I feel like, I don't know if it does count as superstition, but something I wondered about, like what does count, what does constitute a superstition was something I was really asking myself all day. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we didn't, obviously we branched out again. But, yes. um, well, I do think it's interesting about like, just just like, you know, if we're just like going to circle back to, you know, general superstitions that everyone can like can relate to, is it's what's funny is sort of the knee-jerk reaction that you can have. Like, for instance, one thing that we had, growing up again was it so in england i think in america as well it's considered unlucky to open an umbrella indoors mm. but in germany it isn't so people would like open umbrellas indoors all the time and you'd be like what are you doing yeah and um so that can always be quite i think that's actually as long as you like if you if you if you really like i think something that's like it's quite hard for me to them when somebody like genuinely gets upset because they're superstitious or something if you say something they're like don't say that and then they start knocking on wood you know Mm. and you're just like it makes me feel like it personally super uncomfortable there because i'm like okay well i didn't want to offend you i was just kind of saying what i was thinking um and then, then again of course that like tiny voice in my head that's like oh my god what have you done and like if 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 this happens now <laughs> it's all your fault mm. um but it's also kind of sometimes quite fun like i think 
it's fun the way I think every culture or every country has their own like little superstitions, you know? Yeah. Anyway, um, as we said before, when we were, I was younger, I was much more superstitious. And next week we will be talking about school because that was the other option in the poll. And we've been wanting to do this one for a long time, I think. And there's so much to talk about, about anxiety and school. Um, yeah, so next week, um, if you want to find out about our dreadful school days, <laughs> um, tune in if you have any... Just tune in next week for more childhood trauma. Yeah, for more childhood trauma. If you want to share any of your school traumas with us, you can... Uh, or, you know, share your superstitions with us. Or share your superstitions. You can uh, DM us on Instagram. And um, if you haven't already, give us a follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and many more. Bye.